We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, hey, everybody. What's going on? How you doing? Welcome to Talk Buffalo Podcast, Casual Friday. And uh, as everyone knows, I got Joe on the show every week, Joe Yurden. But before I get into that, two specific changes, at least for this episode anyway. We talked about this over the last couple of weeks. Casey's BlackRock is now the presenting sponsor of the show every Friday. So whenever we get an opportunity to tape a show at Casey's, we're going to do that, take advantage of that. In fact, we are here tonight at a very quiet Casey's right now. It's kind of like eerily chill. quiet, Joe. It's yeah. very chill right now because there's a Yankees game going on in the background. It's, it's really quiet. Anyway, my <laughs> man Joe, you all know Joe Yurden. <laughs> yes. I am also joined by another guest today, hockey fan, <laughs> badass chick too, man. <laughs> I mean that with the most Thank utmost you. of respect, Jill Thompson, Known on Twitter at Sabres Bunny, good friend. We become good friends, yes. and and I've always yeah. been impressed with your uh, with your hockey knowledge. I said, you know what? I, I heard you on another podcast. I said, all right, I got I got to get you on the show with me and Jill. But anyway, Jill, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Um, I know a lot of people know me for talking shit about the Pagulas <laughs> and the Sabres mostly and criticizing them. Uh, that's what I'm best at. So. <laughs> I'm happy to be here and assist with it. <laughs> well, I, I got a feeling we're going to hear plenty of that coming up in uh, just a little while. But like I said, we are here at Casey's Black Rock, and uh, I love this place. But I've been here a couple times. I, I did a show, I think right before COVID, I did a show with Matt Perino, and it was just uh, it's so much fun. And uh, Joe, you've been here, so this is your second time My here. My second time, yeah. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit last <laughs> week because you kind of knew that we were going to be coming here to do some shows. You kind of gave the place it. a little sneak peek. This is an impressive place, isn't it? It's oh, it's, I mean, for when you come to BlackRock, I don't think you're ever thinking like super nice sports bar. You're probably thinking like, I can find my next cool dive bar here, which totally correct. Completely yeah. correct. You can find that all up and down BlackRock. But this place is dope. Like there's TVs all over the place in here. If you're coming here for, if, if, I mean, if you're coming here for Bills games during the season, holy crap, you know, get a seat. Come early, get a seat uh, because it's going to be packed. It's going to be crazy. But like you got... Tons of good food here. There's video games, there's darts, all kinds of stuff. It's great. Yeah. Uh, well, by the way, let's. It depends if the Kansas City Chiefs are playing or not. Oh, because that, this oh, is that's true. I did notice the plaques over there. Okay, I was like, so what? I, you saw me stop. I was like, Skr! 
Like, what is this doing? <laughs> All right, so this, right is, this is Jill's first time at, at Casey's Black Rock, and the owner, Vinny, great guy, by the way. He is a yeah, he diehard nice. Kansas City Chiefs fan. So yeah. this is a. I didn't a, know that before I went up and shook his hand, but that's okay. You, you know? can, well, and you saw real quick because there's really cool Kansas City memorabilia all over the place, man. But there's also, like I said, some Bill stuff, a lot of Yankee stuff. He's a big Yankees fan as well. It's just a, a really cool place, and we're going to do something different on this episode, and we're going to try some chicken wings because what chicken wings on this show? What, what? I've never had chicken wings before. <laughs> Holy crap! So we're going to have some wings. I don't know what's coming out. We'll, we'll let you know when we know. We'll take a break at some point, and we'll, we'll, we'll bang out some wings, and then we'll talk about them. But anyway, chill. Let's, getting back to you a little bit. Um, so now, if you're on Twitter, <laughs> if you're on Twitter, if, if you're, if, especially, obviously, if you're a Buffalo fan, a Sabres fan, even a Bills fan, too, most people know you from Twitter. But a lot of people who listen to this show don't really uh, – they're not on Twitter. You know what I mean? So okay. for, for people listening right now, kind of tell – a little bit about yourself like i said you got a great follower on twitter and you primarily know for hockey but uh, yeah. you know you caught my attention with your hockey dogs i don't know around a year or so ago um just and i'm flattered too because you say i have hockey knowledge and i'm like oh my gosh i do <laughs> <laughs> you do it's not that well hold on let me be careful I mean, too I do, it's but... not that you have it's not that you have hockey knowledge lots of people have hockey knowledge i just i'm entertained by your by your Twitter account, let let let's put that out there too. Yeah, you could a lot be... of people say I'm like the TMZ. Of <laughs> you are. That's, that's a, Twitter. That's a know? that's a great description. I'm here for the drama and the gossip and like what yeah. the lights are doing. And... Yeah, that's that's what I meant yeah. when I'm talking about. It. I mean, obviously you have hockey knowledge. Lots of people do. And but... dressing Leafs fans. That's how it started. Yes, but... definitely the Leafs fans. Say, that's that's really the main part. It's not really the gossip. It's really just the harassing um, Leafs fans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is how I started the account actually, and I was totally incognito. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, I love hockey so much. I feel like such a dork, though. So I don't want I I deleted. I took my own personal Twitter account and transformed it into this Leafs bashing account. I, I had a generic picture like a Sabres picture and I deleted and blocked all of my friends that I knew in real life because I was like, OK, this is going to get really embarrassing. They're going to be like calling me out. Um, but I, every day I was like, you know, I really need an outlet to take my negativity out at the end of the day. And I was like, there's nothing better than bashing Leafs fans. Just the obnoxious <laughs> ones out in there, like calling them out, you know, quote retweeting, all the stupid crap they'll say, <laughs> making them feel like idiots. And that's, it kind of took off. And then that's, that's let's, my story. Let's jump back into the time machine a little bit because we're talking about Jill Thompson now. What about Jill? When did you first become a hockey fan? That, oh, that's man. that's what I want to know. Let's go back to the time machine well, a little bit. Like, when did you reveal my my age here? <laughs> but uh, so I, I'll put it this way: I found love with hockey because of Alexander Mogilny. When okay. Alexander, my first favorite Sabers fan, or you know what I'm saying, Sabers player, mm -hmm. um, was Pierre Turgeon. And I kind of liked hockey, and my stepdad would take me to games at the old odd up in the oranges with those, you know, huge log things, the the noise things hanging in front of hanging in front of the seats, so you can't even hardly see anything, especially when you're short like me. Um, <laughs> but then we got Mogilny, and I was just done for. I mean, I, my stepdad would be taking me to every game I could get him to take me to um, back in the glory days, you know. It's one thing to be a fan, though. I mean, you are 
next level. Like I said, you you, you know your shit. And yeah. I want to be very careful. I, I don't want this to, to represent like I'm saying, oh, my God, because Jill's a female. How rare is no, it that, that she knows rare. a lot about hockey? I mean, this is this is a, a new era. This isn't 50 years ago. There's tons of females that are Twitter very knowledgeable of hockey. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't need, I don't need Twitter coming after me. But no, in, in seriousness, it's, it's, it's common for, for females to have tons of hockey knowledge, especially in today's world. But I'm just, again, going back, like, you kind of skip just being a fan. It's like, you have like almost, and I don't I mean it's respectfully, like an obsession with hockey. You oh, know what I mean? I it's really like, do. It's your thing. I mean, like, you'll watch hockey. It ain't got to be the Sabres playing. Like, when the Sabres haven't been in the playoffs in 10 years, and I see you tweeting about the playoffs, yeah. so you're watching all the games. I, I do. Um, well, I try to at least. Uh, I just love it, you know? And we got to make do somehow. It makes me, I've actually cried watching other teams in the playoffs. I hate to admit this, but I have cried because I want so badly the Sabres to, you know, I want to feel that what I felt as a child when they were so incredible with, you know, Pat LaFontaine and Alexander Mogilny, um, when we had different owners that actually care, gave a shit about the team. And, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I just want it back. Like, there's no feeling better in the world than that to me. What, so. what, I, what I love about sitting at this table right now with the two of you is that Jill is a fan who's very passionate about the Sabres, whereas Joe, you know, you're, you're a writer. Yeah. You've covered the Sabres before, <laughs> yeah. but you're, it's not a fandom for you. So it's completely opposite ends of the spectrum. And I love at talking to both of you about that. At least in respect to the Sabres, it's, I'm not a fan per se, but I grew up, say, you know, same deal, just in Albany. Like my first NHL experience was at uh, the RPI Fieldhouse watching a Red Wings Rangers preseason game. And, you know, RPI and the Red Wings had ties together because of uh, Ned Harkness. He was, you know, he's like an assistant GM for Detroit. And he, they put him in control of, of Adirondack and um, kind of ran from there, which is weird because Harkness wasn't very good as the GM of the Red Wings. There was the, the era called the darkness under Harkness. Right. It's back in the, the back in the late 70s, early 80s. So, um, but like, you know, having that whole experience and then having minor league hockey all around the area, it was just a game I took to right away and like, you know, loved Wayne Gretzky, loved watching the Oilers because they scored eight, nine, ten goals a game on everybody. And it was just like, wow, this is the best thing. And then you got people trying to fight everybody. And it was just like, wow, I love this. It was great. And now I cover it. And it's it's a different sport now, but it's still the same. You know, yeah. like it's a different the NHL is a different league, but the sport's still the same. And it's so it it's yeah. Every time I it's it's the old Michael Corleone thing. Every time I think I'm out, they just pull me right back in. All the times I've had you on a show, I'm not sure if I've ever asked you this, but like what was the process like? Was it a difficult one for you to remove the fandom of covering a team? Because like you said, you grew up a Sabres fan. And a lot of people in the local media in Buffalo are from Western New York who covered the Bills. Like Matt Perino grew up a Bills fan. Sal Capaccio grew up a Bills fan. And they have to kind of remove that fandom, at least at least be somewhat objective with the way they cover the team. Was that kind of a process for you? Did it take a little bit to... To, to to sink in that, hey, I'm not a fan of this team. You know, I'm covering this team. And it's a big difference. And you know that. Probably easy uh, when they suck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the thing that really made it easy was I, I didn't grow up a Sabres fan. The Sabres were like the one New York area team that wasn't on TV regularly right. in Albany. We had Rangers, Islanders, Devils. We had Bruins games constantly. I was really close to becoming a Bruins fan. Like, really, really obnoxiously close to becoming a Bees fan. Yeah. Move, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but like... But like what you know, when I started working for NBC, you know, I was you know I was a huge Red Wings fan because of the team in Glens Falls. You know, little kid watching them, it was just like wow, these guys are good. 
And then, you know, you watch Slava Kozlov and, you know, Chris Osgood end up making it to Detroit. You're like, whoa, this is neat. And then, you know, the River Rats showed up to Albany a little bit too late for me to latch onto them. So thank God I was spared from being a Devils fan. Um, but, like, once you, once you reach a level, like, when I got to NBC, I was still a Red Wings fan. But I had to pull back from it because, you know, certain circles of the internet knew I was a Red Wings fan. They are just like, okay, this guy's going to write about the Red Wings. It's going to be all slanted, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, 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 no. I can, be, I can keep it down the middle. Did you quietly used to, like, fist pump, like, a little oh, yeah. bit when Detroit played Buffalo? All the time because they were a dynasty. <laughs> uh, well, no, because I, I took a – I have a soft spot. I always had a soft spot for Buffalo because when I was going to school in Oswego, we would come out for road trips to Buffalo to see games, and it was so fun. And I'd show up just being a jackass wearing like a Whalers jersey or uh, there was a lightning game I came to and I was wearing a Darren Poopa lightning jersey. You're one of those. Uh, those well, guys, oh, right? yeah, yeah. Well, like I got somebody mocked me at that game and it was another guy wearing a Darren Poopa lightning jersey and he started yelling at me. And I was like, Aww, what Darren is going Poopa. on? Like, what? Like, get away from me, dude. I don't what know. a legend. <laughs> right. But like, so it was we always had a soft spot for Buffalo, especially when they played the Flyers because we got yelled at by so many Flyers fans at this one game we went to. So um, so it was just, it was very easy to root for Buffalo at that point. But once you become a pro, you can put a lot of that stuff aside. Like, you can kid with people and be like, hey, yep, 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 there goes my team. But not honestly rooting because you can't do it. You just you can't get away with it. Would you have a hard time covering this team? Jill, oh, I'm smoking with it, being professional, meaning you got to be in that press box. And there ain't no cheering. You know, I would love the opportunity or you know to have a job within the sport but i i don't know i mean i would <laughs> if i couldn't like re, if i could remove myself from it i wouldn't be a sabers fan so right. i think in saying that like i don't think i'd be able to do it for a professional job let, let, let's switch back to social media stuff for a minute joe and i have had many conversations through several weeks about well about all of social media but primarily twitter and we've discussed, Joe and I, the pros and cons. And we talk about it's very important for branding reasons. You know, when you're a writer or you're a podcaster, you need social media. You need to get your stuff out there. You want people to be able to consume it instantly. It's a great outlet for people to reach out to you and for you to be active with the fans. Exactly. So it, 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 there's a lot of pros to it, but there's also a lot of cons. And I want to get your thoughts on this because, again, Joe and I have discussed this many times because it could also be a cesspool in a really bad place. And, and again, somebody like yourself, like I said, I got to know you through social media and primarily Twitter. And you are a very engaging person on Twitter, whether it's, uh, you know, whether I'll take that. it's <laughs> a compliment. It's a yeah. compliment. Well, actually, it's mostly a compliment. And I'll explain why. Because, again, you go it. you go back and forth with Sabres fans, whether it's good or bad. Leafs fans talk and shit. Like you said, you go back and forth with them all the time. But and it's, being a female, too, I mean... There's just a lot of ignorant ass people on there. I'm oh, sure. I'm man. sure you've had some some really nasty shit said to you. Absolutely. I'm sure people have been in your DMs with some some bad shit. Like Leafs fan base. Yeah. Like what's your what like what's your take <laughs> on social media? Like the pros and cons oh, of man. it all. And, and you know how do you deal with somebody? You know, it's one thing to kind of bust balls with each other if you're a Leafs fan, yeah. a Sabres fan, or whatever. That's one thing. But there's, when it, it, I'm sure it could get personal at some point, and then it goes over the line. Like how hard is yeah, that for you to deal with? There's a lot of people out there that don't know how to how to, or where that fine line is be between, um, you know, respect, being respectful and joking. Like you, you could, I can be a bitch, but I can still be like a gracious bitch. You know, like I, I don't like, I, I won't like insult what someone looks like or do something I know that would really, really 
hurt someone. But right. there are so many, especially as a, a female, you know, talking sports and getting getting all these, you know, men riled up and mad because I'm talking shit to them about hot sports. Uh, some of them will come at me, you know, about my appearance or whatnot. So That's you, what I'm you talking You kind of have to it. expect it. Like, I would have never posted a pictures of my, you know not that i post bad pictures but just a profile picture like of me without having the understanding that that is something that will probably happen like i had to make sure in my head that i could mentally be all right with it um because people have you know said terrible things sure and i'm just like ha, ha, i have to be able to laugh about it and i do i laugh in their face so joe and i have talked about and joe you can add to this too it, it, it could be it could be a struggle because it's easy for somebody, especially somebody like Joe, who's covered the Sabres for a, a long time, who, who's worked at The Athletic, who's done a lot of things. One, people want to get their name out there, and the best way to do it is to get your attention. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it could be in a negative way. And, I mean, kind of elaborate on this a little bit. It can. It could be a real struggle when, when people are, are intentionally with, with malice mm -hmm. trying to, to, to get a, a response out of you. It's just... That's the negative part of social media. It yeah, really is. yeah. There was there was a time early on where I was just, you know, I wasn't I you know wasn't verified, wasn't anything. I was just some dude writing hockey at NBC, which I know, like oh, oh Mr. NBC. Like no, I was a blogger. Like it's it's fine. Sure, but like you'd have people that would just come at you and be like, oh, this guy's got a bit of a following. Let me just get under his skin, and then I would just open fire on everybody. Kind of how I got that whole noted jerk thing going for me for a bit because I would just dunk on people just with malice basically right? right you know i wasn't being mean but i was just being so straight with them it, I was felt, just like, it feels good sometimes oh but. absolutely <laughs> oh absolutely but now it's it's different now because twitter in 20 2010 2009 10 11 pretty chill yeah like it was a lot more fun a little bit more easygoing twitter now is hell it could like be. it's you know back in the day we had porn bots now we have bots that are trying to like stir you know revolution and you know, you know, start discord amongst everybody else. It's just kind of like, wow, this, what the hell happened here? But like when it's people coming at you personally, there's a line. And even when people are, you know, they think they're joking with you. If they touch on something, I'll be like, no, nah, man, ain't a joke. Like, especially when you I'm, know their angle too and their intention with what they're saying. Right. Like, there's a there's a way. I don't know. Uh, different people will see it differently but it's like if someone comes at you and you know their intention mm -hmm. is like straight up you know to hurt or mm -hmm. to upset like in a bad bad way mm -hmm. and not a joking like you yeah. know poking fun kind of way that's when it's like do you use a block feature uh i try not to because i don't know i just try not to uh I almost, but i have I, I have when i get like harassed if people won't let up and they just keep i almost feel like it's uh like they're winning if I block you. It's like exactly. well, they won. They get a trophy. They get a trophy. Yeah, yeah they. You know, I boy, I got his attention and he blocked yeah, me. So like Ma Matthew Barnaby blocked me. So <laughs> I, and I don't know why. I don't know why. I think it's because I was talking about talking shit about Jeremy Roenick. Because then always... then Sarah Sarah Siv block you as well. Yeah. Oh, she definitely. Did. <laughs> they won at it, Joe. By yeah, the way, I don't that know. That was her and I have like. Yikes. Yeah. That was. Well, a lot of people damn. don't, and I should have like put up the story previous to. The, la the last one time that you're referring to. Um, but she started with me and like she took some low blows like with me. And that's yeah. why I, I retaliated against her and, mm -hmm. you know, it just went out of control. And she is like a whole fan base of, you know, white knights that will come and 
rescue her. But yeah, she blocked me, <laughs> and it's probably it's for the best, you know. But that's one I'll put up in my trophy case, like you were talking about. Joe, right do you now. have any? Do you have any famous blocks? Um, I got Dante Whitner, so I'll always <laughs> have Dante. James Myrtle blocked me. <laughs> he blocks a lot of people. Yeah, though. just like. It- Paul Hamilton or well, can, I say, can I say those names? You can say whatever you want to say, honey. This is a podcast. Uh, so I think there's there, I, there's one with a good story. It's Tyler Bozak. Oh, really? And I didn't realize until like towards the end of that, my first year here in 1314, I was covering Leafs and Sabres at the same time. And um, I noticed that like part of the way through the year, and I was like, wow, that's weird. Why, did, why the hell did he block me? And I was like, I, I never say anything about him. And then it was like one of the first couple of games I covered in Toronto. I stated something without tagging, of course, because you tag somebody and you're going to talk shit. You're 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 the asshole. Then. It's more mm-hmm. fun to let them find it for themselves too. You know? yeah, I, I guess, but I, either Tyler or somebody found it for him. But I said, "Is Bozak always that soft going into the corners?" Because I watched the play where the puck's going into the corner. He's going full bore after it. A guy comes in to also get at it, and he just pulled up, and he was just like, "Nope." Like I ain't modern day uh, William Nylander. <laughs> so I was just like, so I was just like, man, I never even said anything to Tyler. It's like I, I've had great interactions with him. I was like, what, what the hell's going on? And some somebody did the search for me. They're like, uh, it must have been this one. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could see that maybe getting so, under somebody's skin. But I was like, I didn't. It's a little touchy. For them to, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, well, that's why I think it was maybe somebody in his family or his wife okay. or something being like, let's just block them. Let's block them so he doesn't have to see it. It doesn't get keep in the his negative head. stuff away. Like I, I can respect that. But the another one was Matt Hackett. Really, Matt Hackett was too online to be a Sabres goalie. Let's let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is the difference between like Twitter now and Twitter back in the day. Back in the day when Drew Stafford was supposedly on Twitter, which he apparently wasn't, but a lot of people thought he was. Which it came like still a controversy. It's still a controversy. Yeah, because there was. Because we tweeted the one time they were in Pittsburgh and it was the same time as a furry convention and they were staying in the same hotel as the Sabres were. So he took a picture with like somebody in a costume and he's just like, wow, it's pretty wild out here. And then like later on, somebody, I don't know if it was somebody from the Sabres or whatever. They were just like, oh, that's not actually Drew's account. I'm like, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, right. it's from somebody else who was in Pittsburgh at the same hotel at the same furry convention. who got a picture with Drew Stafford and, a, you know, somebody dressed them in. Like a Sylvester the cat outfit or something, you know, it was like it's like the ultimate troll job, right? You know, so like, like, but like that was fun. I was like, you know, those shenanigans were cheeky and fun. The shenanigans now are just they're sad and depressing. they're cruel and they're mean, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's just you know things like that. But like Matt Hackett was, there was a day at practice where we we didn't know who the goalie was going to be. Like, you know, there was there was like one goalie out there, and we're like, well, that guy's not playing. And then there was you know like a shooter tutor out there. And this is like a morning skate. So we're, you know, like we're all like trying to figure out like, okay, like who's the starter. And like, the, it's like we, a big thing with right. practices before. Oh games. Yeah. yeah. Lines. And who's the starting like, goalie. Yeah. Me as, as a fan, I look for those reports because yep. I want to know, you know, who's so, playing. so yeah. So like our consensus, and I think most of us tweeted this out was that, Oh, I, we have to guess Matt Hackett's going to be the starter. Oh Lord. So we go into the room and Hackett's, you know, right in the room and he comes over to like to me and Bill Hoppy and a couple other guys. He's like, he's like, oh, you guys should really get your sources straight before you tweet stuff out. And we're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> wow, you're on, like, maybe you should be practicing and not checking your Twitter. And so we're just like, we're like, is that guy? In, he's like, oh, he's on Twitter. Right. And he's like, what are you doing on Twitter in the locker room? Like off the, I'm like, dude, get a, get a grip, yeah. man. And so we knew he was always paying attention to people's Twitters and Super, so touchy. I'd right. Be like, Whoa. So. 
so like after that day, like apparently none of us were welcome to look at his Twitter anymore. But so did he, he start decided... the game? That's the big question. No, he didn't. Uh-huh. He did not start. So he <laughs> so was that makes it all the better too. Right. So he was right, but also he was an asshole about it. So. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, so that was that was really obnoxious. It, I mean any other like I don't know any other fan. I have more cool famous people that follow me than I do famous people that yeah. block me. I don't have any like interesting well. I mean, unless you want to count Dante Whitner challenging to fight me and box me and the shit making national news that's like it was on good. Pro Football Talk, and then yeah, ultimately he ended pretty up pretty good. He ended up blocking me, but that's the only uh, cool one I got. One more question, and then we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We're gonna have some wings. We'll be we'll be back again. We're doing this live from Casey's Black Rock, four eighty four Amherst Street. Jill, as unfair as this is, okay, and and, and it is unfair, but do you feel like? More than say me, for an example, that like, like you got to school people even more when it comes to hockey, just to just to prove like you are a legit hockey savant, so to speak. You know what I mean? And you're not just some some pretty face who digs the sport because there are fans who are like that. They're, they they, they want to seem cool. And uh, so, yeah, I love the Bills. I love the Bills. They couldn't name three players on the team. You know what I mean? Same thing with the Sabres. But do you feel as unfair as it may be? Living in today's world, being being a female, that you feel like you have to know more than I do, for an example, to prove that you're legit. Honestly, I never think of it that way, um, but it, it makes it 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 fuels me more than anything because I'm like it makes it burn for them so much worse. Like I have I have you know friends and people on Twitter that will like shoot they'll forward me someone else being a dumbass or you know saying right. something ignorant and just just because they know that I will put them in their place and, and school them on it. And I've make done them that. Feel like an idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for me, I don't think of it that way. I just, it just, yeah, more than anything, it fuels me. It's, it's in the back of my head. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. I, I wanted to tell you guys real quick as we go into the break, a little bit about this place, the way it used to be. Now, again, this has been, Vinny took over this place in 2019. And I mean, it, it, it's beautiful. Like you said, there's mm -hmm. TVs all over the place. The back here where we're recording this is gorgeous. The fire is nice. There's a penalty box. There's great sports <laughs> shit hanging up over the place. They got a really good menu. It's one of those kind of simple but but effective good menus. Good pub menu. Yeah. yeah, it's a great pub menu. Like, we're doing wings, but they got Black Rock burgers. They got Rubens, veggie burgers, uh, chicken fingers, sandwiches, all, you know, curly fries, which you had last mm -hmm. time you were. You said they were delicious. Good. But here's the thing. So this bar looks clean, and, and, and it's a great place. One of my favorite places. Like, I look forward to now that I'm back home to not even just doing the podcast, just hanging out here like on a Friday night and meeting up with some people mm -hmm. and drinking here because it's going to be a lot of fun. I love this place. But back in the day, so I grew up on the west side. This is technically Black Rock, but to me, it's still kind of the west side. Amherst yeah. Street's like the, the line. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a technicality that it's Black Rock to me anyway because I grew up on the west side. So I was like 18, 19, you know, Underage, but getting in the bars like all of us, I'm sure, were when we were younger. <laughs> anyway, talking about, this, yeah. this no, bar, I don't know who was, I don't know what previous, because I'm sure there's been several regimes uh, from Casey's in, in the history. Let's just say this. And I think I might have told, I might have hinted at this once with you, but I, I don't remember. I'm telling you anyway, Joe. This place used to be a legit straight up place where, uh, how do you say, woman of the night hung out. Oh. <laughs> this yeah. was, this was a prostitution, uh, Hangout, a, a prostitution haven. Now, not, not necessarily business would be getting done here, but, but that's deals where, were being. That's cut. where the girls came to when they weren't working and, and doing oh. what they got to do. 
they were here hanging out and drinking and it was pretty well known for that and then of course you know there'd be some you know some creepy ass dudes and shenanigans going on in here but that's the funny part about so when i came back for a visit a couple years ago man i'm like and i heard i don't remember who it was but somebody told me about casey's i'm like really casey's because again, I remember that being a kid. I was like, "This is like that's where all the prostitutes." You're like, am I gonna get arrested? Is there a pinch? And, and not like the head not, felt like what? And not yeah. even. And by the way, not even like the nice prostitutes. I mean, like the oh. the lower end prostitutes. Yeah. But so that's that. What was funny? So that it was a couple of buddies that I went to school with. That mm-hmm. now I remember that told me to come in here. So I, I had like no expectations when I came in here. And this place, man, it's just it's great, sweet, yeah. man. You know what I like about it is. You know, everyone loves a dive, a good dive bar. Mm-hmm. It's still, it's not a dive bar by any means. It's beautiful. Like they renovated it, but it still has that uh, welcoming and like comfortable feel. Yeah, it's uh, of a dive bar. Yeah, if it, that makes sense. It does. It, it's almost like. Would you agree with the show? It's almost like a dive bar and a sports bar had a baby. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you, you, and this is what came out. It's it's all shiny new, like a sports bar, but like the neighborhood and where you come in, you're just like. Yeah, it's just like this is a hangout. Yeah, this is just yeah, a place to come got chill. Character like the bar, even the yeah. bar yeah. top and everything. It's mm-hmm. still got that old, you know. Once you get out of line, you get thrown feel. in the penalty box. You know, it's just it's fine. Well, I'll tell you what, man. And we're gonna be. And by the way, this is rule number one of Talk of Buffalo podcast. Now I've been doing Finer Wings Club. I've done four or five shows. I've had wings, like I said, with Matt Perino here. I've had shows at lots of places. I make a vow to always be honest about the food assessment because. It's your ass on the line, so to speak. You know, you, if you recommend a place to somebody, you know, oh, this place is so great, and they go there and, and the wings suck, then that's kind of on you. Now, again, Joe, Joe yeah. and I, we did Essex Street Pub. Mackie is my guy, man. I went to high school with the dude. Didn't play like football the together. Played football together in little, not even we like seven years old. But the wings weren't good, man, and I had to call <laughs> that out. Now, there's a million other things about the place that were that I do love, mm. but not the wings. So anyway, we're gonna have some wings. We're going to take a break. We're doing medium. What are we doing? Jamaican jerk and honey mustard. Honey, honey mustard. mustard, like grilled or something. Yeah, yeah on the yeah. pit. On the pit. Mm-hmm. And it's like cr- crystallized sugar, right? caramelized sugar on it. Right. So there's now, a little bit of a crunch. Now, I've only had medium here. Joe, you've had. I had the medium too. You had medium as well. And this is literally Jill's first time. So we're going to have. If, a if very, we didn't pick yeah. out this array, I was going to go for hot just to see how hot it goes. Yeah. Glad you're saving me. And we're and we're and like I said, we're gonna be honest, man, because we already did our part. You know, they're the presenting mm-hmm. sponsor. We've already talked them up yeah. and you're just doing uh, God's work. Not you're, you right. gotta Absolutely. Keep, we're Buffalo. You gotta make sure you keep everyone on their toes and doing the work doing of the wings, wings gods. Right. Yeah. Yes. So we'll be back right after this break. We will talk wings briefly and then we're gonna dive into some actual current Buffalo Sabres talk. That is why ultimately <laughs> I got Jill on the podcast today. <laughs> of course, with my normal casual Friday partner, Joe Yurden. Be right back after the break. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back talking Buffalo podcast, Casey's Black Rock, Emmer Street in Black Rock. I am joined by Joe Yurden and Jill Thompson, and I'll tell you, man, so we, we just ate wings, and I'm starting to think that maybe doing this show where we spend the first 20, 30 minutes or so talking and then taking a break to eat, maybe that's not the best idea because I'm ready for a nap right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm like, oh, what'd you say? <laughs> it's... I don't know. A food break's not so bad. I think maybe we should do a food break every week now. Well, the food break was longer than anticipated because I screwed up. So I, I have the itis. We, we so for everyone listening, real quick here. And by the way, we're gonna get into the savers in just a minute. But I have I was supposed to tell the guy that when we were gonna start recording to drop the wings so that we would record for 15, 20 minutes, take a break, and eat. Well, lo and behold, there was a miscommunication. I told the guy we're starting, but I didn't tell him to drop the wings. So once we took our break, it turned into like an hour wait just to get the wings, which again is not it's not Way Casey's to go, fault. Pat. Yeah, it's my fault, man. But it was more time for beer. It, yeah, it was more time for beer for you guys, for you for you drunkies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Again, what'd you say? But um all right, so we got thirty wings, man. So we got medium, we got Jamaican jerk on the grill, mm-hmm. and we got honey mustard on the on grill. The grill. And I'll say this, the only thing I, I kind of wish that maybe they would have been a little more crispier, which in a way, I feel like I should have also said, you know, make them extra crispy because mm. we're Buffalo people, man. And, and you would be like that shit really crispy. So I always ask for ex- extra. Crispy, yeah, I didn't so. say anything. I didn't say anything at all. And it's not that like, I mean, they weren't rubbery. They, no, you know, everyone they, has their preference. Yeah, they were they, they had a nice crisp to them, but. I just wish it would have been a little bit more crispy. But on that note, that aside, man, those are good wings. We were talking over dinner here, mm-hmm. and I kind of used a, a baseball metaphor. Well, I said, you know, there might not be uh, – th- these aren't like home run hitting wings. They're just really consistent single hitters. And, and I mean that in the most complimentary way. Like a lot of places, you get one flavor and it's really good, and then you get a couple other ones, mm-hmm. and, and they're terrible. Everything here is solid. It's good. There might not be one flavor that completely knocks your socks off, but everything that I've ever had here is really good. It's consistently good, man. Like, what were your thoughts? Actually, let's start with you, Joe, because, I mean, this was your first time here. Joe had the medium before, but only that. I know, like I said, the crisp side, like I said, the crisp side, I thought the sauce was really good, man. They had, they had a nice taste. Well, I'm not like the wing Don, you know. That's Okay. But, um, like I said, I prefer extra crispy all the time. Mm-hmm. I always order them that way. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I wouldn't say these were undercooked or overcooked. They were probably just cooked right. You sure. Know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I normally just go with the you know classic medium buffalo wing. Right. And steer away from the specialty flavors, but the specialty flavors um, I actually really enjoyed. Normally, yeah. I'd be like, uh, and I'd find myself just going and eating the medium wing. Um, and the presentation was really nice too. Uh, yeah, they they were good. The blue cheese, I have to say, was excellent. Yeah. <laughs> now, see, I'm taking your word for that because everyone knows this. And I'm I don't, not the I kind don't of even person, have blue cheese. I'm not the kind of person that will, you know, dip my wings in blue cheese, but celery and blue cheese is like my appetizer when I get my wings. Like, yeah. I have to have that first. And I am a blue cheese connoisseur, and I think it's pretty good. <laughs> what do you think, Joe? Now, the, the char tasted, like, you could taste, you could tell those yeah. were on the grill. A lot of times, places will say, you know, we get whatever barbecue on the pit or whatever, and they really don't taste it. But you could taste the char in these wings. What were your thoughts? Oh on yeah, no, I was I was a big fan. And I, I said to you guys while we ate, I'm pretty new to mustard, which is a weird thing to say. Right. I'm You're extremely. A weirdo. Yeah. I, I, hey, listen, guilty <laughs> as charged. Kidding, kidding. Guilty as charged. But like, I've never really been into it. Just never had it. Just never did. I know it's crazy. But like having a honey mustard, like that's if you're gonna get an intro to mustard, that's a good way to do it. I've already had it, so like it wasn't my intro. But like when I picked them up, though, like I smell it. I go, "This smells like I'm at the baseball park." Like, yeah, you said that. Like when you get like you, know, you get the grilled hot dogs and you got the mustard on. Like you, you're cooking them up like that. It smells like it smells. I'm glad like you remembered to say that because that was one thing I was like, "That's an excellent, you know, observation." Thank you. Um, so like it just smelled. I was like, "Oh man!" And like you know, they, there's baseball on the TV here, so I'm just immediately I, I'm immersed. So it's good. But the uh, and they, the honey mustard, very very tasty. The Jamaican jerk, no, listen, I, it's not just a pun thing for me, no to jerk and the whole thing, mm -hmm. but like Jamaican jerk is like one of my favorite flavors, period. Like you take me to Caribbean experience out on Bailey Ave, I'm going to go nuts. Like just give me all the jerk chicken you can, <laughs> jerk chicken and rice, let's go, let's go to town. But the wings, dynamite, absolutely dynamite. The flavors, there and perfect. Medium wings taste great. Um, I know you guys are like picking on them because they're not as crispy as you like, Listen, I'm not a buffalo person. I don't. As long as they're not greasy wings, I'm good. Well, these were not greasy. They, these are these these were my kind of wings. Oh yeah, there was no they, they didn't taste any grease at all. No, yeah. these are no question it's at like all. Like you said, they're perfectly it, cooked. They're right. These are this is what I'm looking for. Right, and just so we're clear, I, I mean, me and Jill, I think are on the same page with us. Mm. Yeah, I, we would have both. I would have liked them a little more crispier, and I know Jill would have as well. But they weren't not. It's not like they were. No, there's a difference great. between like they were a lot still of times. Like, really, really good. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, there's times where, you know, if they're not crispy, they're, then they taste rubbery. And they, these weren't even close nope. to that. They were cooked really good. Mm -hmm. Just like I said, just that little bit of extra crisp was all they were lacking. But all in all, man, these are these were they're really good, good wings. And I, by the way, I, I think personally, for me, the Jamaican Jerk were, they won the night for me out of the Stand three. Out. Yeah. You agree? I think so. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. If they, I'll tell you right now, if they made a Jamaican jerk hot, I'd be all over those. Because like, <laughs> I, I like when J Jamaican jerk flavor is so good, but then if you, it kind of kicks you in the teeth a little bit. I'm is that, that why you're the noted jerk? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the jerkier, the better. Please, yes. Put it this way. I think when you're hanging out with, with, with buddies and you're at a bar, which I mean, yeah, we're doing a podcast right now, but that's what I consider. Us friends hanging out. We've been having a conversation pretty much all night. So when you can sit there and have some drinks, have some beers and and you get some wings and those come out, man, you're, you're going to be happy. You know what I mean? And that's what it's all about when it comes to these type of places. You said it, like it's a really good pub menu. Mm -hmm. Those were some really good, which now we're using the word pub. 
So it's dive bar, <laughs> it's sports bar, it's pub, whatever you want to call it, man. We These were they're solid wings, man. So can't go wrong with them. Again, and the Casey, staff is awesome too. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Really cool yeah. staff here. Uh, so yeah, man. Casey's Black Rock. That's where we're at. Four eighty four Main or forty four Amherst Street. Why did I almost say Main Street? Come up here sometime. Like I said, it's man, the Main this, Street in Black Rock. It is the Main Street in. <laughs> it is the but Main it's Street. Street. Don't get confused. Yeah, but <laughs> really good food, man. Really good food. Like I said, I'm about to hit a a food coma. So let's kind of transition into uh. Some Sabres stuff here. And by the way, I also want to say this. I should have said this in the first half of the show, too. I like the way that this is today. I, I said this. This mm -hmm. is like a nice mashup because I got Joe, who is the professional media guy who's always on the radio, always on doing podcasts. But, but not, I don't really, I don't consider you a, I mean, you're obviously a fan of hockey. Of course. But I don't, when I talk to you, I'm not talking to you, like, like you're not a fan. You know what I mean? Right. You're, an, you're an analyst on here. And then yes. we're matched up with Jill. Yeah, who, the unprofessional. <laughs> Jill, yeah, but listen no, no, no. to me. You're a professional shit talker. Yeah, exactly. you're a professional I'm shit glad, talker. I'm glad you can actually say and you're, that And me. you're a fan. Thank you. And, you're, and you are a fan. And there's a, a big difference between the two of you. So that's why I really like this mashup. And I kind of feel like, some of these questions I, I, that I want to ask can be answered from a fan perspective and also from a from a professional media um, perspective. And I want to turn to you first, Jill, because I mean, like even on Twitter, your your handle's name is Darlene Forever, so it goes without saying yeah, yeah. that you're a big Rasmus <laughs> Darlene fan. I yeah, some people ask me if I'm his mother a lot too. So, well, I, I want to ask you this: Do you get concerned because? Uh, and I think this is a, a valid question. Now, Rasmus Dahlin is going to be going into, what, year four? And he's he's not there yet, but he's getting there. I mean, you could see stardom in him at times. He is the first, first overall pick. He was his generational talent that, you know, is supposed to come in here and, and be a great player. And, and I think he showed at times in the second half of the season last year that he's working his way towards it. He's getting there. He's still very young, obviously. Do you fear that a guy like him may end up being like the next Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhardt and, and Ryan O'Reilly and some other guys like that, where they do get, they get to their prime of their career and they're just so frustrated and fed up with the losing that it takes a, an emotional toll on them. And that, the, you know, these guys, it was pretty apparent that they don't want to be here anymore. And it's a matter of time, obviously, before Jack's gone. Sam already is gone. Ryan O'Reilly got traded. We know about all that. Not that Ryan O'Reilly, like, begged out or anything like that. So maybe he's a little bit of a bad example. But anyway, the premise of my question is, are you concerned that two, three years from now, when Rasmus is probably hitting the, the absolute prime of his career, that he's going to be in the same boat with the losing that's going on right now, this culture that he's going to want out? You know, he's not going to want to sign a long-term deal like, mm -hmm. say, Ryan Arkett, and he's going to want to be gone. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Does it <sighs> concern you? Loaded question. Um, it was. <laughs> and there's, you know, I, I, this is a deep question. It, there's so many, I'll probably contradict myself in my answer because I'm still trying to figure it out myself, hoping for the best, of course. Mm -hmm. um, you look at Darlene and through his, you know, hockey playing career in, in um, Sweden, as, I mean, he was playing in the highest level, the SHL, when he was 16 years old with grown men. He's used to always excelling and not being held back by a coach. He's used to being able to play as an offensive defenseman. Uh, he's used to winning. And you look, the kid has a great, great friggin' attitude. I mean, he just, yeah. he's what every coach, any, any team would want. Like, he... He's very abiding. He's very disciplined. He doesn't go out partying like a lot of the other young guys 
Um, he wants to be the best. And I really feel like he could be on the right team that puts enough into his development. And I think the thing that makes me angered the most with, with Buffalo is, you know, they brought him in, had him playing as an 18-year-old rookie defenseman and paired him up with Zach Bogosian. I mean, Zach Bogosian, sure. He's a veteran, but you got you to gotta set your team up for success and these young players. He could be something so much more than what he is right now. Um, so, yeah, I have a little bit of discouragement. I'm, I'm even nervous about him. You know, we're trying to sign him right now. Uh, yeah. And uh, Will it be a bridge deal? Will it be a long-term like, deal? You know, the hesitation. Most teams have, have signed their, you know, respectable rookies or not rookies, uh, younger defensemen already. So there's some hesitation there. Um, and I know, that, you know, it's a lot more deeply seated than what, what right. a lot of people are seeing. Right. And with the organization. Right, right. right. And I mean, you, I think you perfectly described him as a player. Are you concerned that when it gets to be, let's just say, oh. let's say he signs a two, two to three year bridge deal, right? Yeah. Now. Let's say a two year bridge deal. That's right what now. I feel like is, are you, are you concerned in a couple of years that he's going to develop that kind of attitude because you know, at that point, let's say he's lost for six straight years. Yeah. He's going to want out just Absolutely. like these guys are. That, that I mean, you scares look, you, doesn't it? If you look at any Darlene film, like uh, this, even like through with the Sabres, if he messes up like on shooting or anything, he'll go and break his. I mean, he's very, very absorbed and passionate about what he does. So yeah, if if the organization doesn't. Um, make things better i absolutely think it's either going to ruin him as a player or he's going to want and i don't can't blame him if he wants out you know joe you think that's valid in terms of maybe even beyond just rasmus dalene but also cousins and middle staff because right now we're being sold on you know those guys are gone jack and sam and them and this is the core of the team these are the, this is the new leadership group but, you know, a couple of years ago, you could have said the same thing about Jack Eichel and, and Sam Reinhardt, that they were going to be the guys to take this team to the next level. Are you like, do you see like this chain, like this never ending chain that has you concerned that these guys might have a great attitude now because they're also a little wet behind the airs and just getting acclimated to the NHL. But there's going to come a time where, you know, if you're not winning, you ain't going to want to be here. I think that, I mean, honestly, that goes for any player that's in a circumstance like that. They, of course, they could. They could decide, like, ah, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. But in their case, you know, the, the hopes of the future are being pinned on his shoulders, on Darlene's shoulders, on Cousins' shoulders. Those, like, that's who they're focusing this, this new way of, of life in Buffalo on. And I think at that point, you fans aren't going to forget about what happened to, Dal or to uh, Reinhardt and Eichel and Bristolain and those guys. Like, the fans aren't going to forget about that. They never will. Right. But you've pushed the reset button now, and as soon as as soon as Eichel's traded, it's pushed fully. Like you're just saying, nope, we're committed. We're this is how we're moving forward. At that point, maybe not so much in like in their memory, but like you have to say, this is when now starts now. Like this is when things we move forward with this this way of going now. Um, what happened in those years no longer affects them because you know it was different management, different coaches, the whole thing. The I mean. If there's a thing to be worried about, it's that Rasmus Dahlin in three years has had three different coaches during its three yeah. years. He's had two GMs in three years. Right. Those are things to be concerned about. Um, but that's where you need to inject some normalcy. You need to have some 
stability with everything. And I think that's the, what they're aiming to do, obviously. Um, whether it happens, tough to say, because, you know, the last 10 years have not really shown anything. <laughs> it's like our third reset. Right. Honestly. Yeah. It, you know, the reset in 2015 with Eichel was one. There was a soft reset somewhere in the middle. And now it's like a, it's another hard reset. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think long term, it's going to be something that's going to be in the back of everybody's mind. And they're going to be worried about it. But in the players' minds, no. I think in management, in Kevin Adams' mind, no. Because he has almost nothing to do with what's happened in the past. So, um, for these, for them, it's all moving ahead. For the Pagulas, yeah, they should be worried about that. But that's why, in a vacuum, in an ideal world, that's why they've made the moves they've had to do now. Because they're just like, all right, let's start fresh. When it comes to a toxic culture in the locker room or whatever you want to call it, there's lots of reasons. But primarily, losing is the biggest reason. When yeah. you lose for 10 straight years... There's going to be some toxicity flowing around mm -hmm. that locker room. And, I mean, it goes beyond just wins and losses. We heard from former Sabres goaltender Robin Leonard earlier this week. He was on a podcast. I, I can't remember which one it was. but um, With uh, Andy Strickland and Cam Jansen. Correct. Yes. I, I, how did I know you? I don't remember that? the name of it, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's who's hosting it. Let me read this quote because maybe some people listening didn't know it. This is Robin Leonard, and then I want to get a reaction from both of you. Robin Leonard on his time in Buffalo, and this is his direct quote. He says, the stuff they did to some of the players when I was there, and especially to me regarding my ankle sprain, it was crazy, man. I had a high ankle sprain. They had me on a bike one week after I had fully torn everything. Worst grade ankle sprain. One week after the injury, they put me on a bike with a special boot. I should have been walking on it maybe six to eight weeks after I got it. They had me doing leg presses with like 300 pounds, three weeks into it, and I resprained everything and ended up having surgery. That's pretty telling. And again, when you combine the fact that the team's not winning and you hear stuff like that from former players, and that's not the first time. I mean, that might be the strongest indictment against this franchise. But how the hell do you sell? And I mean, it maybe doesn't matter this year because it really didn't do much in free agency anyway. But how do you get a player to want to come to Buffalo, Jill, when, when you hear stuff like that combined with all the losing that's going well, on? My thing, you know, as much as I'm like anti-Pagula, you hear the name Robin Leonard, it's like Hugh the, the String Quartet. Right. Like, wah-wah. Um, you know, he's super dramatic. Like, every sure, Buffalo lacks, you know, under the ownership of the Pagulas, and they're not, like, investing in so many ways into the culture, but it's very easy for a hockey player to find a scapegoat in their, you know, crappy performance and blaming it on something that's snowballing, you know. Right. Uh, I, I'm torn because I know the Pagulas are not putting into the culture what the Knox, you know, family did with the hockey team. Um, but, you know, and it... it I think it shows, and it's coming from upper levels of the organization, too. But the players that are have the opportunity to play for an NHL hockey team need to appreciate that and not just, like, you know, wah-wah like Robin Leonard does about everything he can, possibly. What do you think, Joe? Now, see, this is, again, I like having a fan perspective on. <laughs> I like I like it. You're a fan with a take, and that's, that's why I got you on the pod, man. And by the way, I... I 
I don't know if I, whether I agree with the take or not. I like the fact that you come with a strong take, and that's what yeah, that's what goes, this that's goes, what this conversation is supposed to be all about. So I appreciate that, Joe. What's your what's your perspective on this? I look at it from a I look at it from, and I do agree about some of your points with Ryan Leonard. I think he was a pretty good goalie in Buffalo. I think it was lost a little bit because he was just so horrifically bad in shootouts. But, you know, he's overall, I thought it was a decent goalie, but he's admitted he had rough times, some of the low points of his uh, life and not just his career in Buffalo. But that aside, and I agree with you, Jill, with a lot of what you said, but the stuff with the ankle and how they treat it, and then you hear about with Jack going at it with uh, management about how to handle his injury and stuff like that. It just seems like when enough people are crying a foul, then there's a foul. You know what I mean? Like what, when you hear something like this, what are your immediate thoughts organizationally? I Well, I think when it comes to Robin, I think there's some truth. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, a lot of what he said. That it compares favorably with other things that I've heard whispered about. I'll, you know, always consider the source, of course. But um, I, I think there's I think there's absolutely some truth to that. Uh, but I think some of it, some of the rest of it is a- exaggerated a little bit for a dramatic effect. You know, whether, you know, Robin's, Robin's looking to, to, to stir things up. I mean, he's. No, he's, not Robin Leonard. I was going to say, this is audio, not video. Like, Jill, had a, Jill had a look on her I'm face. I'm over here, like, <laughs> playing my violin. Yeah. talking. No, but I mean, like, you know, there's, there's a little bit of that just to stir things up, get the conversation going. Robin loves that. He feeds off that stuff, which that's not a knock. That is absolutely not a knock. I love it when people do that. And this is a great opportunity to do it because everybody's taking a keener eye on like what's going on in Buffalo. Because obviously, if, if you've traded away Reinhardt, you've traded away Ristolainen and Jack That's wants out. That's a great point. Like We need more of that because they silence so much of the NHL. Right. Like, Everything in the NHL is just like, hush, hush, whisper, whisper. Don't talk about society. Things. Right. It's a lot of that. So I think in this case... It, it, it's about finding the gray area and like you always want to avoid the gray area because you're just like, I don't know what's real, what's not real. But like, this is, this is one of these instances where it's like the truth lies in the middle. Yeah. And was there bad handling on the Sabres part? Yeah, probably. Did it take, was Leonard supposed to wait that long before doing work on it? Probably not like six to eight weeks. I mean, from what we knew, and again, this is all skewed through the view of what we're told as media. Yeah. We're told it's a high ankle sprain. Okay, what's the normal time frame of how that gets handled? It's like, well, it depends. Depends on how severe it is. Depends on you know, like what the pain level is. Everything like that. Everything always depends. Not like not like a bone break where it's just like, okay, he's out six weeks. That's it. High ankle sprain? Who freaking knows? You don't know. Like Jack missed twenty games because of a high ankle sprain when he that that you know the day before the season started and he you know he rolled his ankle in practice. He missed the next like 21, 22 games. Sucks. It's bad. Leonard does it in the first game he plays in Buffalo. I think it was the first game, first or second game or something like that. But I like he, you know, like that happens and he's out for months. Right. Because, you know, and we were told he had a setback. What the degree of that setback was, we don't know because they wouldn't tell us that much. But they're like, yeah, he had a setback. It'll, you know, another couple of weeks. So in his, you know, in Rama's part, it's like it, it fills in with the story that we're told, which is good, but also what's true what's not true you don't really know and like the, the problem is, is that like robin's gonna tell you his story and like you have to you have to believe him because he's basically victimized in this but if you get the story from the team do you believe what the team tells you i think i think that's where the pagulas you haven't really earned that trust how does how did how did things get to this how did things get 
so bad. When you look at it from a fan perspective, okay, you have a guy who you tanked for basically for two years. I mean, it was him or McDavid. Obviously, McDavid would have been the first pick, but they they were saying they knew where they were going to get they one of those two one guys. And Jack has, on the ice, in my opinion, delivered. He's your franchise guy. You slap to see on his jersey. We, we've talked about this. I'm not sure that he's really a captain as much as he's a really too fantastic soon. player. Right, absolutely. I think it was too soon as well. But anyway, my point is, you sign him in this mega long-term deal. You give him all this money. He, he's rich. He's set. He's the face of your franchise, and he wants out. You get a guy like Sam Reinhart, who I think got better every year. You know, I think he was a very underrated player. I know around the league he's regarded as an underrated player. And we've talked about this. A couple of media members aside who don't think that much of him in Buffalo when he was here, I thought he was playing really well. Anyway, he was in line for a big payday. Although he didn't get quite the deal I thought he would from Florida, but he did sign for three years. But anyway, my point is, clearly wanted out. You have guys like Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly was sad. <laughs> you know what I mean? He didn't necessarily demand a trade, but... He kind of lost his. He lost the losing got to him. He lost his love for hockey for a time, mm -hmm. and then you got guys. Whether Robin Leonard is telling the truth, whether he's lying, or somewhere in the middle, which you you suggest, and I agree with. Players are kicking the organization in the ass when they're down. You know, it's mm -hmm. like how, how did it get to this point that we're at right now? The good thing with this Leonard stuff and people, you know, calling out the Sabers organization is it's we need accountability now. So the, sure. the organization is kind of due to fess up or to respond and, and hold some kind of accountability or tell us what was actually going on, which I doubt will happen, but the ta you know, it's, everything's on the table now for them to do that. Yeah. Now in terms of the culture and sticking with it, Joe earlier this week put out um, a tweet I don't know, maybe you were bored or something. You, it's a little Q&A. A little Q&A you do from time to time. Anyway, so some people were asking you questions. A lot of them were to Stan or Jack Eichel, which I'm just so sick of talking about. I don't <laughs> we're not going to talk about Jack. Well, we already did. But we already did. We're not going to talk no Jack trades or his neck this week. We'll say that for another time. I will say this, though. One of the questions you got really caught my eye, and I kept thinking, I was like, please don't answer this too deeply. And you didn't. Not on Twitter, because you only get a certain amount of characters. So I wanted to save it for this podcast. So I'm going to ask you. It's not my question. It's what someone asked you. I don't know who the person was. I didn't care enough to write it was down. Was that Sabres funny? Uh, <laughs> it was not Sabres funny. It said uh, they wanted if to only. know. Well, I think this is a very interesting question. And frankly, I had never thought of it. Maybe there's nothing to it. Maybe there is. I don't know. I want your thoughts. He said, or she said, do you think having a Vander Kane around during Reinhardt and Eichel's formative years contributed to the team's culture roles? He was here for, now that's the, that's the question. Mm -hmm. He was here for two and a half years, starting around 2015, which was right around the Jack Reichel, mm -hmm. Sam Reinhardt, the, the infancy part of them being a Buffalo Sabre. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we've heard a lot of shit about Evander Kane, a great talent on the ice, but not exactly uh, the most liked player in the history of the league off the ice. Mm -hmm. Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think a player like that might have had some kind of negative impact, or do you just think that's a little bit overblown? It's a good question. I want to get your thoughts on it. Well, I'm glad you asked this again because it requires a lot more delving into than Twitter allows. Sure. Like that becomes like a thread. Like, and sure. I don't, it doesn't need to be a thread. Well, to explain it on Twitter would need a thread, but I, I wasn't up for that because forget that. Like context gets lost. Evander's a, let's, let, let's put things into proper compartments here. Evander Kane is a great hockey player, he is an outstanding hockey player, he's an elite hockey player. Evander Kane is 
maybe not a great guy based on everything that's been coming out from his, his ex-wife and I'll say it, he's not a great guy <laughs> like the stuff from his ex-wife and everything else that's been coming out the gambling the the cheating on the wife the leaving the kids like the whole thing seems like he's a pretty bad guy the stuff that we've witnessed flying to Toronto for the NBA all-star weekend while he's in Buffalo flying to Toronto private private helicopter the whole thing going to party putting it all on Snapchat for everybody to be like oh wow he's partying then he's not on time for practice the next morning. And it's like, hey, where's Evander? And I'll tell you this, when everybody's like, where's Evander? And I was like, let me check on his Snapchat. And I looked and I was like, oh, I see why he's late now. And they're like, what do you mean? And I replayed it for some of the guys there. They're like, oh, this is a thing. I go, yeah, it's going to be a thing. So, you know, so that comes out and it's like, well, maybe not a great teammate in that respect. Um, given that he was young. And, you know, he's early, he was early 20s when he came to Buffalo. Mm -hmm. You know, he'd already been in the league since he was 18 when he was drafted by Atlanta. He'd already been in the NHL for a while. Everything that happened that got him out of Winnipeg was rumors, you know, throwing his, you know, his warm-up gear in the shower. Teammates hated him, the whole thing. Like, all that was just kind of weird. And then there was the tinge of racism in every story about him from Winnipeg, you know, because you're thinking, like, Winnipeg? Probably not used to having black hockey players up there. And the fact that Dustin Bufflin, another black hockey player, was one of the guys that was like, this guy the hell out of here, made it be like, man, maybe this guy is a problem. Right. And then, you know, he does the whole cash, you know, the phone thing in the middle of the lockout where he's got a giant wad of bills, pretending he's calling Floyd Mayweather, and you're just kind of like, dude, get a grip. Like, but then you're like, well, he's like 21, 20 years old, fine, okay, whatever. Knowing everything that you do about him up to that point, and even what you find out about him, while the season's going on and knowing that you have two, you have a 19 year old Reinhardt and an 18 year old Eichel in your room. And then a 20 year old Ristolainen, you got to be thinking like, what's his influence on this room? Is there an influence on the room? Turns out there in what I've known and what I've seen, his influence is pretty great. Really? Guys loved him. The young guys loved him, especially because he's Hollywood. You know, he's, do can, his I, thing? can I ask really yeah. quick? Was um, Kane ever a war? Was he a captain or an assistant captain? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think they ever threw an A on him at some point or not. Right. But, um, but from what I understood, Eichel loved him. Reinhardt, Ristolina were big fans of him. He had an influence because let's face it, guys going out, he's got the hot cars, he's dating, you know, he's dating models, going to the casino, he's flashing the cash, he's doing the whole thing. That's Hollywood. Like when I say Evander's Hollywood, that's what I mean. Like he's everything that you dream of what a superstar life is. He's doing it. If I'm 18, 19 years old, I'm like, hell yeah, that dude's got it going on. I friggin' love that. Like I want to hang out with this guy. So they like him, but does right. that doesn't necessarily mean that he wasn't a negative influence. Like I could like, uh, but it's an impression. I could like this guy sitting at the bar and be like, oh, this guy's really cool, but he might have a negative influence right. in my work ethic, even though I think he's a really cool dude. Right. Do you think that he negatively influenced the locker room by maybe having that superstar attitude? And I'm, I'm legitimately asking this as a question. I'm not accusing him of yeah. this because I was never in that locker room and I have no earthly idea whatsoever. Mm. You, know, you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, it's yeah. like you could like a guy, but it doesn't mean he's a good influence on these young guys in their formative early years. And maybe they got a different, you know, Evander yeah. Kane already was basically a superstar. Mm -hmm. And uh, these guys at the time, they, I mean, they were high draft picks, but they yeah. weren't superstars at, at the time. You know? But yeah, it's um, when you're doing that kind of thing. I mean, it leaves an impression on everybody. I mean, I listen. I I liked the Vander quite a bit while he was here. You know, 
any instance where he was being a dick to me, it didn't really bother me. It's just like, all right, whatever. It's like, it's, oh, personality. Yeah, finally. Like, Vander's being sometimes. a Vander today. Like, all yeah. right, fine, whatever. But like the days he was being cool, days he was being like funny, doing whatever. It's like, yes, good. I we need personality in hockey. Absolutely need yeah. more personality in hockey. Vander has it. He does. Like it's just. He, but it's like he, he either rubs you the wrong way or you're just immediately like, yes, that's my dude. Okay. So or like, he needs a better PR agent. They might need that too. <laughs> but then I think about the end of his time in Buffalo and Justin Falk going off on him in a practice. Telling him, you know, ripping him up and down and screaming at him during a practice and almost coming to blows with him. And Justin Falk's a straight line. Another great dude. Just an outstanding human being. Never really a guy that I saw get pissed off ever. Like it's just that was not his not his thing. But the fact that he pops off on Evander, it's just kinda like, whoa, what happened here that made him just be like he just broke and he was just like, Fuck this guy. Right. Like what like what like what makes somebody that's generally very chill? I mean he's intense about the game. Every guy's intense about the game. Nobody is just kinda like, eh, well, you know, it's hockey. Nobody does that. But what makes a guy like that just pop off and decide like no, fuck him. Like in a practice, of all things, in a practice, and you got to think like something ain't right with that guy, and that's like that's where you're just kind of like, uh oh, that's that's not great. And they're lucky they didn't have practice with Dominic Hasek then. <laughs> right, exactly. So <laughs> who would like literally? Well, yeah. Also, if he gave up a goal in practice, then he'd just oh, kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like you you get little things like that and. If you talk to, like, sometimes you interview other players, be like, hey, what do you think about a banner, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes you just get, like, the straight, like, boring PR, like, oh, yeah, you know, great player does this and that. And it's like, Give me a little bit more. Nah, that's, that's all I got to say. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, that's, hey, that's fair. That's fine. Whatever. But it's like, you know, talking to Zach Bogosian about him. And, like, they play together in Atlanta. They play together in Winnipeg. And Bogosian's another one of those extravagant, you know, Kind no, of not really flashy. A, not a big personality, like outgoing, like Evander is, but like, dude, get, I'm saying off the ice. He like, parties. He was, yeah. He absolutely He's parties. very flashy. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, and they were all fun. neck click. He, he has fun. I don't know that they were really hanging out a bunch, but like, Zach, Zach did his, Zach had his parties and Vander had his parties. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm saying like, like the Eichel was in the click with the Bogosian after Evander. Oh, yeah. Said, well, yeah, once Evander yeah. was gone, Zach and Jack were pretty tight but that's for another podcast right well yeah <laughs> but i mean so when you when you talk about like positive negative influences though a guy at that a guy like evander at his point in in his career with the experiences he's already had and the life that he's living not the right fit because he's immediately impressionable on all your young guys because they're going to the see word. lifestyle like crazy and they're going to be like yes that's what i want right and like you know, regular hockey guys are bore, outwardly kind of boring. They might be ripping it up, tearing it up off the ice, but you never hear about it. Vander, you always heard about it. Sure. Yeah. And especially, especially friggin' Buffalo, like gets caught at bottoms up, shoving you know, shoving people <laughs> around on draft weekend in Buffalo, where the entire league is in Buffalo. And yeah, that's like, right. They're that's, already examining, yeah. like trying the to trade them. converged on. I forgot about that. It yeah. Freaking draft weekend, <laughs> oh. and he's. Pushing like pushing women around at bottoms up, or like you know, pushing a woman into a limousine or something. Yeah. He's like, dude, like got him on camera, like bottoms this up. This was Kane. Yeah. Okay. Like, just had to confirm. I just had to oh, like, yeah. make sure it was. Yeah. But like bottoms up Twitter account was even like ripping Kane for like they, yeah they ripped on him for like the next year straight yeah, basically being that. like this guy's a piece of shit like 
Wow, so okay. clearly not Weird. a leader. Like, that's the first thing. But, like, that, you know, at that time, the rumor was that, like, maybe Murray was looking at moving him because, and that's, what, 2016? He'd been here. He only played that one year because when they acquired him, he was out for the year. Yeah. And it was the tank season. Yeah. So it was perfect move because, like, sure. oh, he's not playing this year. He's Big move, out. but they didn't have to play him. We got yeah. a great player. We got a great return. Yeah, it's fine. So yeah. you're talking, like, after a year of him being here, being like, shit, maybe we got to... Maybe we got to get him out of here. And at that point, he's radioactive. Like, yeah. you get busted draft weekend in front of the entire league doing some bullshit off ice after there's already been stories and rumors of other stuff going on. Forget it, man. Like, that's yeah. it's not happening. So, at that point, you're just kind of stuck. And then you're like, well, when's this contract run out? Two years. Fuck. Like, <laughs> how do we handle this? How do we get by with it? Well, you don't. Like, you don't. You just keep on your team and you got to hope things yeah, don't get worse. This is how you Buffalo. <laughs> right. One, I want to ask Jill one more Sabres question, and then you can kind of be like a little bit of an insta judge when me and Joe do our weekly uh, starting five, which, by the way, okay. well, we'll get to that in a minute. But as a fan, so it's the, the expectation is, at least as of now, and the way shit's going lately, who the hell knows how things are going to be come October. But as of right now, fans could go to the, to the arena and go to the games. It could be packed a, a packed arena. Um. Do You're talking you, about the Sabres. I'm talking about the... Well, I said it can be. I didn't okay. say it. Okay. I didn't say it will be. I do remember just a year ago where they were, what, selling, what, 1,800 tickets and they sold like 400 of yeah. those, yeah. Of those yeah. 1,800. So, yeah. If so, it was even 400. I just wanted to confirm, you know. Now, you've... How long have you been back in Buffalo? And again, this is another conversation for another time, but... But Jill spent a lot, 12 years living in Charlotte. You've been back in Buffalo for about how long now? Like three three or four years Okay, so, so yeah. you were here before COVID. Like, yeah. I know you're... Yeah. Obviously, a big, huge Sabres fan, an NHL fan. Do you, do you go to a decent amount of games? Um, yeah. Uh, well, I should say I go to as many as I I could afford at first. Sure. And then you know, once I got my feet back on the ground and could afford it, I was so like turned off, you know, just about what was going on with the team and everything. Uh, so yeah, no, I mean, that, not well, as, that's not that what, many. I probably what, go to like six to 10 a season okay well that's a good amount and and that's yeah. kind of leading to what my question is which you may have just indirectly answered fans could be back at least as of now like what's your uh do you expect to want do you want to go to as of right now like let's say the season started next week and wherever jack went to wherever for whoever because that's going to happen before the season starts so who cares who it's for it's probably gonna be prospects and midline guys maybe at best but anyway if the season were to start next week, like, would you have an excitement to go to games live? Or are you like, yeah, I need to see some before I give up my money uh, and, and time for it? I think um, from a fan's perspective now, a lot of the fan base is kind of, not kind of, totally, um, petition, you know, against the Pagulas. Like, they're not going to go because they see the Pagulas, like, lack of investment with the team. Things like letting Sam Reinhart, like, go and to a different team and hearing from him that he he was willing and wanted to stay in the city when he's like one of our most solid players um is really discouraging and i know personally tons of people who have had whoa oh we're at a bar live <laughs> everything's on the now table feel, everything's on I, the table okay, when you're doing now, a live now show i feel good okay yeah, um <laughs> no i just know a lot of season ticket holders or owners that have had them for years that have given them up. What about you though? Me? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm on that same 
thing. Like, I would be buying season tickets right now. I'm not. I mean, I'll probably get suckered into going to, like, two or three games. Uh, I'll definitely watch all the games on TV, more than likely, because I love... It's, it's in my blood, you know? Like, I love the Sabres. Uh, I love the sport. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not going to give the Pagulas money until I see them reciprocating it or putting something into the organization. Yeah, or just winning, <laughs> whether it's money yeah. or it's financial, well, it, whatever it's it may be. It's different if they'd be, like, sure. showing, you know, some sort of anything. But to, like, cut down your, your back office staff or front office staff um, of scouts and only replacing, like, 25% of them, they just don't give a shit. As they a, care about the Bills. They don't care about the Sabres. As a Sabres fan, it turns you off right now yeah. that they're pretty much have reset the organization, got they, rid of a lot of high-priced talent, and they're pretty much starting yeah, over again. That's, totally, that's a turnoff to you. We were a respected organization, and we are a laughing stock now because of them. Right. So, Fair point. Fair point. All right, Joe. So here we go. This is how we end every podcast, every casual Friday. We have our starting five. Do I got to bring up last week? You're yes, gonna, you're gonna make you me need to up. wallow in it. Wait, what is this like the fuck? month one? This was the month. This was the month one. <laughs> All right, so to recap, <laughs> last week, I, I got dragged. So for everyone out there listening, last week we did a, we drafted favorite months of the year, which of course is only freaking 12 to choose from. And so we got to pick 10 of them. Joe won with 80, 80% of the I actually voted for you. I, I appreciate you, Joe. I did. No, but well, come on. I, need, I, need I won't about, get into the details. I need, come on. If I would have had 500 more Jill Thompsons, maybe I would have won. <laughs> but unfortunately, I didn't. So Joe drafted. Oh, you got clown. I got clown. I did. I admit it. So Joe took September, <laughs> June, October, May, and November. And I drafted July, December, March, August, April. Um for me, August did not play well, and neither did July. No. People don't like summer in Buffalo. I, I'm like, what the fuck? Now, to be fair to me, and I said this on the show Do last week. we need to be week, fair to you on this one? Yeah, well, a little bit okay. fair at least. I said, because I was in Florida, that I hated the summer in Florida. But being up here in Buffalo, I like the heat, and I like the shit that's going on down here. So I picked summer months where you lean fall. <laughs> no, he went. This is, this is where he outsmarted you. He went with the football months. Yeah. Well, September was widely. Also, the fall's superior. Yeah. Most people think that. Yeah. Me and Jill, Jill and I are on in the minority. Yeah, we're in the, the southern. We have the same days. We have the same days. <laughs> what also worked against you, though, is that the muggiest, hottest weather ever happened this week. Yeah. So that everyone's like, fuck <laughs> August. I hate August. Why would you pick August? Why I know. It was, it was a. Uh, it was a bad going with July. Well, I mean. Jill killed me for not picking February. She's like, that's my birthday well, month. And I go, it's well, our, it's mine, too. Yeah. January, February, said, January. Sucks, never so. it. it sucks, but it's our birth- <laughs> It's my birthday month. I'll just take it as mine. Oh, I, I, I would never forsake February. I'm I just saying February. it's bad. If, I, I, if one of you would have picked February, I would have picked based off of that. Jill, I got love for you and, uh, and respect for your birthday, but I hate February. You picked <laughs> April, though, so I don't it's know good. about that. It's pretty, it's like slush let's weather. See, let's see if we could, uh, so I think we've done 10 of these now. And again, if there's one constant, and one thing that's consistent is that our our polls are never close. One, we one of us it's a blowout every week. Now you've had six, and I've had four. None of them have been close. Now you have won uh, six of the last seven, though. So yeah. well, I won like one of the first couple. I thought no, I won Look the at first him trying two. Trying to act like I won, all nonchalant, I, like yeah, I, I won them. I, I won two, 
and then you won five in a row. You ran five off on me. Then oh, I came okay. back with yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I got hazed the back. first two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I you was... rigged the voting and made sure that you got <laughs> all the good ones. And, yeah. Well, let's see if, uh, well, I don't know. We'll see how this plays out. So anyway, this week, in honor of Billy Joel being here in Buffalo and the concert at Highmark Stadium on Saturday, we're going to go with Billy Joel songs. Now, I'll preface this by saying... We're both Billy Joel fans, but I don't think we're like you, Billy Joel fanatics. You're, you're you're more probably more of a fan than I am. Probably. I I'm, probably know Billy Joel better than both yeah, you, of you. Yeah, you, you probably do. You probably do. So I will be the. Well, fortunately, <laughs> you don't get a chance to win this shit. So. <laughs> but but we will. But we will. <laughs> you're laughing now. But we will get a. We will get a vote. So let me look at last week. So oh, obviously, I mean, you get to pick first. Sometimes I, I was know. gonna say. Sometimes when I look at last week. I'm like, oh, who picked first? But I see you in September, so I already know for goddamn sure that uh, you definitely picked first. <laughs> what was your number one pick last week again? July. Yeah, pick one. You I was living up. in the moment. It was I, I was living <laughs> in the moment. I had just went to, I went to uh, what, what's that uh, place in West End? Queen of Heaven. I did a lot of shit in July, so I enjoyed it. It was my first month back. I was on a high. So the, better, said, the best place of West End is the, 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 the cider mill. <laughs> the cider mill down there is great. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just, Joe, Joe I'm has, just ignoring Joe. Joe, Joe, What's wrong Joe, with July? Listen, Joe has I, his finger on the pulse of Western New York better than I do when it comes to months anyway. You're soft from he, going to Florida. Yeah, I did. I, I did. <laughs> I, I did get soft. All right, so I got the first pick, and I'm going to tell you right now, I know there's an obvious selection, and I'm not going to do it, man. Oh, I thought you were going to do not it. Not going to do it. There's probably two that are, I would say, would be obvious selections, and I'm not going to take this either of them. I hope you blow it. This, well, maybe I am, because I'm going to tell you right now, that I am, I'm, I'm going to stay true to myself this time. I'm not going to fish for fan votes. All right. All right? My favorite okay. Billy Joel song is New York State of Mind. So that's okay. going to be my first overall pick. I know there's other ones. <laughs> cliche. Um, I know it's cliche, but it, it, it's a meaningful song. I love this song. And I'm going to be honest with you. The last five years of living in Florida, hearing that song yeah. occasionally. Makes it a little teary-eyed it, 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 it had me... It, I'm not going to say it's the reason. Billy Joel's song is not the reason why I moved back to New York. But hearing that song kind of it, it, it strengthened my resolve mm -hmm. to want to move back to New York because I hear the lyrics and just that song, New York State of Mind. And mm -hmm. I did. I got into New York State One of, of Mind. One of those songs you like grab your, you hold your heart. <laughs> yeah. So call me corny, cheesy, whatever. I don't give a I, shit, man. Okay, I will. I'm going to be, uh, that's my, <laughs> I know you will, Joe. All right. So I'm going that, man. New York State of Mind. So now you're on the clock and you got two. Let me tell you, I didn't even put that on my list. Probably. I, it's not very as well aware. I did not even bother. Not one of his more popular songs. That's okay, though. You want the, you want the more popular songs. Sure. Okay. Well, my next two picks are uh, Only the Good Die Young. That's a good one. It's an all-timer. Okay. So you get two picks. Yes. Okay. We do snake went, draft. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm the it's not one to one to one. I don't, one to I don't one. know how this. No, no, my strategy would be completely different. So only the good die one is. Only good die young. Young. Only the good but die. See, that's it was I the wings. I was I was thinking about chicken wings. That's your first pick. Yes. God, you both disgust me. <laughs> but the pick you were talking about that you're just like, it's too easy. I'm going to take it. Yeah. It's Piano Man. Yeah. Oh. I figured. I, you're I, just I... doing in this for votes. This isn't like real. No, these are objectively every freaking Just a harsh critic you... over here, man. Listen, every freaking party you go, like you go to a bar, somebody puts Piano Man on, the oh entire bar singing. It it's is. The next... put it on a wedding, everybody's singing. I agree. I agree. Um... All right, so those are your two. Nobody's oh, singing New York State of Mind. They're oh, singing Piano Man. No, they're not. Well, they're singing I, both. They're singing New York State of Mind at <laughs> Yankee Stadium. Because they're both Stadium. basic 
cliche picks. <laughs> All right. So Joe, Joe just took. Joe over. just called us basic bitches. Oh yeah, we're okay. ba- we are definitely no, basic I bitches. I actually bit my tongue. <laughs> All right. So Joe, Joe took only the good die young and piano man. And I'm going to pay for not taking Piano Man yeah, first overall, will. but that's okay, 100%. man. It's okay. So, all right. So, I got two here. <laughs> this is going to be another song that honestly, which is ironic that I'm saying the word honestly right now because this is not one of his more popular songs. I'm really counting on, I'm counting on strong Billy Joel fan votes. I think people who are big Billy Joel fans are going to vote for me. I think people who are casual are okay. not going to vote for me. So, speaking of honestly, my second pick is actually honesty. It's a song by Billy it's Joel. Yep, that's my song. Um, I can tell you right now that even after you guys pick yours, I would probably beat you with my <laughs> five picks. This is what I say sometimes. We could like Pat and I would do our picks, and I'd be like, we could do Rando Calrissian and just have pick five other songs from that list, and yeah, they'd probably like, beat us. Well, you have me now. So. <laughs> well, I got it's honesty, not a Billy man. Joel song either. Bill, Billy Joel. Sorry, this is a no girls club. You're not. A, you're not invited. <laughs> no girls allowed. By the way, that song's that song's so not mainstream for him that often when he does his set list at his shows that he does his concerts, he doesn't even perform that song much. So Isn't that's that how, telling you a few that's things. How, I don't care. I love that song, dude. It's it, and it's. You want to hear? He's trying to connect. Funny? He's trying to connect with the. I wish right I had now. a video right now. So I have this like playlist on, on my thing. And I got maybe Is it the I don't first know. song on your playlist? No, no, no. But I got about 30, 35 songs on there. And that's it. By all artists. And that's actually one of them. It should have been my first pick, honestly. <laughs> honestly, right, so, your so, list is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you relax. All right. This is why you brought her here to just shit on our picks. That's why. <laughs> I told you guys at the beginning. I'm just going to yeah. talking shit. Jill's shitting all over our picks right now. All right. So I, and my second pick, and this is one that... Uh, this was Are I you thought would a mainstream song for once. I, I, yeah, this is a mainstream song. This is one of the two that I thought could have been the first overall Can I pick. Yes, it's Uptown Girl. Isn't no, it? no, 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 no. It's not. It's scenes from an Italian restaurant. Okay, I, okay. I, I, I do yeah. love that song. I'm a big fan of that song. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to go with. Not a lot of explanation needed you, there. You finally, I, have one that I had on my list. That's good. Things are okay for me. <laughs> well, you screw you, man. <laughs> all right, so you got two now. Uh, all right. Well. See, now I have a smorgasbord of incredible songs to pick from because you just keep skipping Joe all Joe is upset. <laughs> I am not upset. I am very happy. Are you he's, kidding me? I'm looking upset. at another 80% week here. Um, what's that? Oh, okay, she's trying to tip me off. Okay. Don't coach him. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, so, all right. Uh, my next pick is going to be Moving Out. Good song. Oh, it's a great one. I have that high on my list, as you can see right in front that of me. That is... Such a great tune. I agree. Isn't that Anthony song? It is. Yes. In brackets, Anthony yeah. song. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to go with uh, You May Be Right. Another good one. Okay, man. Those are two strong gonna, picks. Listen, I'm going to turn this into a, a dunk contest, and it's going to be very one-sided. <laughs> Those are two good songs. Yeah, good one. All right, so I got how many left? I got no. I got uh, I got two left. One, I got all right. So these are my Don't last. Don't tell two. him anything. No, 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 no. She don't have to. Um. I'm gonna go with uh, shit. <laughs> I'm kind of see now you know here. you're screwed. Uh, this is the point where I'm like, oh man, I might be in trouble. You look after back at your here. list and you're like, oh no, I just gave um, it a week. Try to help you. No you know, doesn't. again, it's a slow song. I don't know that oh, it's one of his most popular ones, oh, but boy. she's got a way. I love Great that song. song by Billy Joel. She's Fantastic. got a way. I always sing that song to my dog. Yeah. 
Do you really? <laughs> I, I have it. As you can see, I actually had it third on my list. So I, I got to stay true to my list here. I'm, I'm going to stick with the board, man. I'm not going to go off the okay. board. Okay. No, I, I listen, full credit, full marks for doing that. But you're going to lose. Um, I don't know, man. All right, bro. I probably am. All right. Last one here. So this is my fifth pick. And I'm going to I'm going to go still rock and roll to me. Ooh, I like that one. song. That's, that's a good, a good song. Now, to be fair, there's not a lot of bad Billy Joel songs. You know what I'm saying? No. So I don't know how this is going to play commercially, but I think this is my list is a critical success. I don't know if it's a box office success, but it's a critical success. I'm sorry. What was your last pick again? Still rock and roll to me. So I took She's Got Away and Still Rock and Roll to Me. Those are my last two. And you're on the clock now. And this is your last pick overall. Okay. we'll review. I've got so many choices. My goodness. Hmm. I, you know, man, this is hard. This is actually hard now because there's so many good songs on my list. Don't pick the one I'm thinking. Well, there's so many on here that I have. And there's, there's one obvious one that will just take it over the top here. <sighs> no hints. Don't hum nothing either. I would say if she hums, I will. I will, <laughs> I will name that tune. Uh, you know what? I was thinking of like going with a slow song. I don't know if that's the right way to go. If I was picking an actual set list, this would be trickier. Like if I was it'd be like, let me get a five song pack of like right. set the tone for the crowd, sure. the whole thing. Like no, no, the no. An- it's like, do you want to win or do you want to lose? <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly. what you have to really think about right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna win, but I can't take it for granted. I cannot take it for granted. Um I hmm. wish I had the Jeopardy music to play. Yeah, right no, now. it'd be a good it'd be a good call. <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna go with my life. Okay. Because oh, I know you're gonna be mad about that. It's fine. Um, but I remember that from the show Bosom Buddies. Sure. I believe that was the theme song to Bosom Buddies with Tom Hanks and mm-hmm. Peter Scolari. Yeah. Which was like as a little kid, I was just like that show would come on in syndication. I'd be like, Oh, I love this. And it was yeah. because of the song. I remember and Tom Hanks being wacky. So yeah. it was Well, hopefully your voters like the song too. I'm sorry. My who? <laughs> I said, hopefully the voters like that song, oh, okay. too. Well, I mean. What's, before before we recap this, what was the song that you were referring to? We didn't to? start the fire. We didn't start the or, fire. Or She's Always a Woman to Me. That's a good one. I don't like We one. Didn't Start the Fire. I do love. But it's a pop. She's always a, a woman lot of people sure. love now, We Didn't Start the Fire. I will say I did deviate from my list because the number five song I had on there was Just the Way You Are. Mm. That's a good one. But I was like, I felt, because honestly, here, here's here's my ranking list. Oh, you had to be a big shot. That's a great <laughs> one. That's great the first song. one I saw. Yes. Great see. song. But like the, I got to pick the first four on my list, so I feel pretty good about it. Uh, Uptown Girl, you mentioned earlier, that was another yeah. one that I really had liked a lot. Listen, and, I know uh, he did that in like trying to do a tribute to Frankie Valley, but it, every time I hear it, I hear it in Frankie Valley's voice <laughs> for no good reason. The other- Uptown Girl? Oh, yeah. I think of what's her face, his ex wife. Oh, um, Christy Brinkley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. She was hot in that video. Yeah. But um, so <laughs> there was one other song, too, but I wasn't going to dare pick it because uh, Sabres fans would probably know what would vote for me. That would be Captain Jack at this point. I, oh, I do. I kind of gr- like the song, but I yeah. left it off my list for the same reason. Yeah. Thanks, exactly. I for ruining the song. So <laughs> let me, let me, re- Jack will get you high tonight. Let me recap all 10 picks here. And Jen, Jill, you tell me who you think is going to win. And so you can technically cast the first vote here. All right. So I took, and I can't even read my own damn handwriting, by the way. I took New York State of Mind, 
Honesty, scenes from Italian restaurant. She's got a way and still rock and roll to me. Joe selected Only the Good Die Young, Piano Man, Moving Out, You May Be Right, and My Life. Who's going to win, Jill? I'm going Pat here. I'm sorry. Yay. Well, you're the only one to um, vote him for, for him last week. So. You won't be able so. to read it. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not just saying that because I'm like, you've been cursed. This podcast, but Kiss it was. <laughs> Um, scenes from Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. Great and song. Then she's got away. Yeah, another great song. I mean, you there was two songs nobody knows for your first two. I feel like I, I, Joe kind of went with like the mainstream, like you know, with the piano man. Only the good die young. Can't blame you though. I do like. Are the songs moving bad? out? Moving out is probably in my top five. Big shot was. I almost pulled the trigger on that one too. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't, so I can't <laughs> okay. judge on that. It's okay. We'll see how it plays out. I will, of course, put up a uh, a poll on Twitter. You may be right. I may be crazy. <laughs> so that'll. Uh, Damn it. That that will that will <laughs> do it for this episode of Casual Friday. Again, take tear live at Casey's Black Rock. Again, four eighty four Amherst Street, not Main Street. Amherst this is Street. a great place. We're, and by the way, we're going to be here often. So we're going to be here often. This yes. is a fun place. It's kind of a little bit quiet tonight, man. I don't suspect it's going to be like that a lot of Thursdays. By the way, they have the first Thursday of the, each month, they have a um, comedy night. Mm-hmm. And I told you that. I said, we could be funnier than these people. So maybe, yeah. we, will, maybe we will do a show before one of their uh, comedy nights. But yeah, man, everybody listening, this is a great place. Minnie's a great dude, man. Whether you're a Bills fan or Kansas City Chiefs fan, because mm-hmm. this is a Chiefs backer bar. Or Yankees this fan. This is Notre Dame fan. This, this is a struggling Sabres fan. Struggling yes. Sabres fan. Yeah, absolutely, man. We'll get involved with some Sabres stuff down the road here. Um, but anyway, make sure you follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Yernan. Of course, make sure you follow Jill on Twitter at Sabres Bunny. Joe, as always, thank you for, for, for being on, man. This was fun. It was nice to, you know, this is only. The second time I think we've actually hooked up in person. Yeah. You've been on the show so many times. So to to be able to hook up in person and sit down and have a couple beers and, and some wings, man, a lot of fun as always. Yeah. We, we, it's good to get out and stretch the legs and just not not stare at each other through the computer. Yeah. I love talking <laughs> shit in person. Yeah. And, and I was going to say, Jill, it was a uh, it was a pleasure. It's been this a is pleasure. Our, this is our first time actually meeting. Like I said, we've been yeah. friends on, on Twitter for a while and it's fun to pick your brain as a fan and i just like Thanks. the i like the interaction we have and again it's i like the real. mashup between a fan and a, and a media person it, it's a nice mix and uh i look forward to having you back on and now that i know a little bit more about you through conversation i got a lot of topics that i want to <laughs> dive into so with, again thank you very much yeah, as well thanks for having me